0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you asked for it. It's time for tonight's edition of True Grit. We're gonna drop the hammer. We got a great show for you tonight. Glad you're tuned in. We've got uh, our good friend Brent Pryor as our guest, uh, former uh, Modified Ace. Now he's just kicked back, taking it easy. How you doing, Brent? Good, good. All How right? are you guys? Pretty good. Doing well. I'm Shane Davis, your host, former IMCA Modified National Champion, and Pat Moore, Sprint Car Extraordinaire. Pat. How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. Glad to be here. Yeah, all right.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Okay. Well, hey, we didn't have any race in action at Davenport Speedway this week because... Lots of
1: music or something. Mississippi
0: Valley Fair. Man, they had them packed in there. Great music all week long. Great fair. I think people just wanted to get outside and enjoy themselves. And so uh, we had to take a couple of Friday nights off. We're going to be back in action this coming Friday. That's going to be August 13th. And we're going to have the Ronnie... Weedon
2: Memorial.
1: Outstanding.
0: Yeah. Can't wait. Outstanding. What a legend. You remember old Ronnie Weedon, Brent?
2: Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, (laughs) something (laughs) like that. I followed him a few times in a
0: modified. Oh, kid, man. What was that he had on the back of his car? It's not how much fights left in the old dog. No, it's not how much uh, fights left in the old dog, but how much dogs left in the fight or something like that. Something like that, yeah. You know, I should have had it memorized because we we read that several times. Yeah, I followed him a (laughs) few times. Hey, I want to let you know... uh, Rob Tone was scheduled to be on the show tonight. Uh, he had something come up uh, last minute. And so we just told Rob we'd get him on a show at a later date. And thank God we called Brent Pryor up. My old buddy Brent was able to come on the show with us.
1: That's right. That's right. Even though we didn't have any local racing, there was a lot of, of national big-time stuff going on. Yeah. Um, World of All Late Models, they ran up in Cedar Lake Speedway, the USA Nationals, Cedar Lake Ashen Winger, uh, nipped chase young hands right at, at the at the uh, on the friday night program won the 6 grand to win and then i don't i don't know if you guys saw the 100 lapper on saturday yeah sure. uh, i'll tell you what Kyle Bronson absolutely ran the wheels off this car he led right about 80 laps of the 100 it was a 100 lapper he led right about 80 laps a giant cushion beating the cushion a very bobby pierce esque performance Ultimately, it was all for naught, though. After leading 80 laps, he hit the cushion too hard and peeled the left rear tire off uh, while battling. Um, Jonathan Davenport came from 11th, uh, just kind of slow and steady, picked his way up to the front, ended up taking the $50,000 victory home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great show. Great show. Lucas Oil had the uh, the weekend off, so a lot of those guys were up there. However, the running... Uh, starting this Thursday, the annual North South One Hundred down in Union, Kentucky, and then um, that segues nicely to uh, World of Outlaws sprint cars. Actually, I'm going to talk about World of Outlaws sprint all cars because right. it's Let's have it. all all eyes are on sprint car racing this week. Um, I'm not actually going to talk about that. Uh, Friday and Saturday last week, the World of Outlaws ran down at Peevely Missouri, the Ironman Fifty Five. All right, and. If you've never been down to Peevely to run a fifty-five lapper in a sprint car around Peevely, there's a reason why they call it the Iron Man. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not the truth. <laughs> Woo! You've fallen out of the seat after about ten laps at that at that joint. Uh, Sheldon ha- Howden uh, Jack Howden son, absolutely has that place wired. Won a second consecutive Iron Man fifty-five down there. He wow. is absolutely in a class all by himself. Okay. He won the thirty thousand dollar Saturday night win down there. Um, Thursday uh, and Friday at Knoxville were uh, prelims for the 360 Nationals. Gio Selzy took home the 360 Nationals up at Knoxville last Saturday. Gio Selzy is Dominic Selzy's son. Uh, Dom Selzy, who's the um, the drag racer, actually has both of his sons running sprint cars. Gio's here in the Midwest, and then his other son is running out, out in California.
0: Hey, Pat, I want to let everybody yeah. know, too. We've got a message board up there. If you got a question for Brent, please uh, put it up on the message board. Yeah, CJ Cross, uh, Sam Brent, who you are so funny. <laughs> I like you, it. You <laughs> are uh, one of our regular uh, slot car racers in the winter months, and he knows who Brent is. He's just kidding around. And, of course, Brooke Holzman, never heard of her before, but she's beautiful. Uh, she got a great life and a good-looking grandson.
2: Yeah, how about that? Uh, I think you're kind of proud of that guy. Yep,
1: he's, yeah, uh, nice. he's
2: nice. already got grandpa whipped. All right, that's yep. all
0: that. That's how it works. Right with, here, uh, right? Grandkids. Right on his yeah. little
1: finger. Nice,
0: very cool. All right, uh, so hey, Jackson County Speedway. Uh, we'll just give you a quick rundown there, uh, folks. We want to let you know this is not a results-driven uh, podcast. Uh, we've looked at all the numbers. Uh, when we get the guest on the show, the numbers ramp up, uh, you know, quickly. So we realize that a lot of people have my Race Pass uh, app today. If you don't have it, it's free. Get it. You can see, you know, if your favorite drivers at your favorite racetrack. Uh, you can watch uh, where they're running in their uh, qualifier and uh, get the results after the races are over. We'd also like you to check it out on iowaracingnews.com, and uh, you can get all the latest racing results on iowaracingnews.com. So here we go, Jackson County Speedway, uh, Modified. Chris Zog, the number nine Z, New Liberty, Iowa, picked up the win. Saturday night up at uh, Jackson County Speedway in the Sport Mod Division. The Candyman that yellow number 33, Jared Franzen, uh, with the win in the Sport Mod Division. And Jeff Larson hopped in a stock car and picked off the stock car win up at Jackson County Speedway. It was their Hall of Fame night. Uh, they inducted some great drivers. Terry Ryan sat on the pull of the uh, 1976 Daytona 500. He was inducted nice. into their Hall of Fame. Uh, We also had Chuck Meyer. he drove the number 10 car in late model, another Hall of Fame inductee uh, up there. And so uh, a lot of great drivers uh, getting into the Hall of Fame, and you know, I like that because they paved the way for the racing that we see today. Without a doubt. And Jimmy Havel, uh, another one of the drivers that uh, I always like making into the Hall of Fame. So uh, let's go to East Moline Speedway, the Greg Durbin Memorial, 30-lap modified feature, $2,008 to win Travis Denning, brand-new sheet metal on that car from Sterling, Illinois, picked off that uh, 30-lap feature win. Sport mod division, again, it was Jarrett Franz and the Candyman in the number 33 picking up the win. And then street stock, Jesse Owen, the number 95, comes home the victor. And once again, for complete racing results on this track or any of your favorite tracks, go to iowaracingnews.com. Nice.
1: Yep. And just two short weeks from now, Actually, right now uh, we're getting ready. I'm, I'm going to be uh, heading out of here on Wednesday going up to Knoxville for the uh, Knoxville Nationals, the Man. 60th annual Knoxville Nationals start. Great Wednesday. race. Oh, yeah. The Capitani Classic was last night. Um, it's a, in honor of, of Ralph Capitani, longtime promoter in Knoxville. Yep. David Gravel won. Um, the uh, Fords, Tony Stewart's Fords actually ran really well. Yeah. Um, there should be contenders for the Knoxville Nationals starting on Wednesday. And coming up at
0: Davenport Speedway in a couple of weeks, three That's weeks. That's right. We're going to have that uh, Quad Cities 150, sponsored by Hoker Trucking. One driver could collect over 50000 over three nights at Davenport Speedway. A triple header weekend, a slide jobs and photo finishes awaits a world outlaw. Morton Building late models in August 26th, 27th, 28th over there at Davenport Speedway. The That's series right. will make it 7th, 8th, and 9th stop at the Davenport, Iowa racetrack. And uh, for the Quad Cities, 150 presented by Hoker Trucking. Thursday, August 25th, and Friday, August 27th events will be full shows. So they're going to run the World Outlaw Late Models. They're going to run IMCA Modifieds and IMCA Sport Mods. So both those nights will have a 40-lap feature event, $10,000 to win each night, How Thursday and Friday. Then we're going to have that set up uh, a little differently on the uh, qualifying. It'll be an every lap matters format that'll be used for the weekend. Meaning drivers will score points based on qualifying, heat races, and features. Those points will be uh, will set the Dean heat race lineups for Saturday's 70-lap finale, paying $30,000 to win. Now, some of the past winners, 2020, it was Brandon Shepard. Not only picked up the win on May 29th. May 30th and July 28th, 2019, Jimmy Owens, the Newport Nightmare, was a champion on July 24th, 2018. It was local uh, racer Chad Simpson, the number 32 car. 2007, Brian Harris picked up the win in 2004. It was Berkey, Brian offer. we had on the show yeah. a couple of weeks ago, uh, picking up the win. So uh, a fourth straight win, if Shepard wins that thing uh, coming up here, would... Uh, Move him up another rung on the ladder toward World of Outlaws history. The new Berlin, Illinois driver is one win away from tying Darrell Lanigan for second on the all-time win list, 74. And five wins away from matching Josh Richards, 78, who's sitting up at the top. So the triple header is also another stop on Shepard's Journey to tie Richards for the most series championships. The Rocket Shep currently holds an 88-point lead over Chris Madden. Madden is one of the drivers trying to knock Shep off his throne this season. The Great Court South Carolina driver is tied with Shepard for the most wins in 2021, four, and top tens uh twenty-five. And a lot of you know, if you don't make a race at Davenport Speedway this year, you've got to make that three day show come up on the twenty sixth, twenty-seventh, and twenty eighth. After the race is passed. That's right. Hey, the party's just getting started.
1: Yeah, this is not just a race. This is becoming an event. Yeah, you know, it's two. It starts two weeks from from this Thursday, right? Right. It's not just a race. This is becoming an event. So if you're not there, man, you're missing out. What what all What all kind of additional non racing stuff? Okay, we
0: right got on? the uh, you know, the bar underneath the grandstands, which yeah. is top that flight. This is nice. Beautiful facility. Absolutely gorgeous. And that's the way that uh, Davenport Speedway and the Mississippi yes, Valley Fairgrounds and. Sean Loader Do Things. August 26th, we're going to have the Dirt Road Rockers rocking the night away on Thursday night. August 27th, Friday night, after the races, we're going to have Just Cause uh, rocking through the night. And then uh, Saturday after the races, we're going to have Bad Hair.
1: So playing. you get racing and live music? And live Those music. Those are two of my favorite things. You throw a baseball in there, and, well, and hey, I, I just may never go home.
0: Uh, you know, if you want a great hotel deal, uh, Isle of Capri is the official hotel for this race nice so if you call there you want to reserve a room just let them know hey i want the world of outlaws discount discount and they're going to give it to you
1: now hoker trucking
0: is also going to be uh doing a toys for tots drive so we're going to have a table set up and large boxes where you can drop off those toys so if you get any new toys and you want to donate and help out a kid in need uh, come christmas time bring it to davenport speedway come up a world outlaw weekend we're going to be doing a Toy for Tot uh, drive. This
1: should be quite an
0: event. Oh, it should be. And then for all you guys who like playing cornhole, noon on Saturday, we're going to have a cornhole tournament at the Quad City 150 presented by Hoger Trucking. So uh, make sure and sign up, bring your bag boards, and be ready to uh, play cornhole. And in addition to that, we're going to have a car show right there on the grounds, too. It'll nice. be noon to 4 o'clock. Nice. So I, I'm telling you... So much cool stuff that weekend. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep thinking about all this stuff. But, uh, tickets for the grandstands, $35 to get in Thursday and Friday. Saturday is going to be $40. Uh, tickets for the pit area are 40 Thursday and Friday and then 45 Saturday. And remember, uh, not just the World of Outlaw light models. We're going to have the IMCA Modifieds and Sport Mods. They'll be with us uh, putting on a great show, too. So check it out. Always a great track. I mean, our last race we had there was a
1: Mars race. Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, literally. Uh, 0.026, I think 026, it was. yeah. Which is like, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't have to call that race. I mean, I, I was know. standing with you on the booth, and we were right on the line. And I'm like, how? Thank you know, God I mean, for it was transponders. Like, exactly. You know, last yeah, exactly. year we had the
0: same thing on the quarter mile. We yeah. had Ricky Thornton Jr. coming across the line with B-Shop, and it was another small number like That's that. Right. that uh, That's right. Uh, really, when I was looking at it, uh, Rick Eshelman, the uh, series announcer, called it for Ricky Thornton. But when we looked at the computer screen, the transponders never lie. They had B.
1: Chef with the win. That's right. And you know what? And shout out to the guys that and and their whole crew that do the track prep because it's all of that hard work. And and Davenport's starting to get a reputation. Uh, and I've been around for a, a year or two now, but Davenport's gotten that reputation of of having a first class racing. Uh, surface to where sure. you can put on phenomenal shows like that, that they don't rubber up and, and become a single-file, um, follow-the-leader kind of race, that you have two grooves, two lanes, uh, multiple grooves, and, and, and put on some phenomenal racing. That's right. And then the final thing,
0: last thing I want to mention is August 21st, we're going to have the Britt Montgomery Memorial. That race is going to be up at Maquokka Speedway. It'll be on a Saturday night. Uh, they will also have the Holland with Hoker Super Late Models. Mod Sport Mods, Four Stocks, and the American Iron Racing Series. That's coming up on August 21st. Makokata, the Britt Montgomery Memorial. Britt, nice. uh, one of three brothers of racing legend uh, D. Montgomery. Drove the number 32 for a lot of years. And <coughs> Brett uh, flagged a lot of local tracks here, lost his life uh, due to cancer. And our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. But uh, show your support for that family by checking out that uh, that race. So, Very cool. Hey. Wookie, you got a picture for us up there on the screen? Yes,
1: sir. All right. Oh, uh, so while we're in the and guys, if you haven't uh, liked and shared, please like and share uh, down to the bottom. Whether you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Twitch, please like and share. It helps us out more than you realize. Uh, our viewership is continuing to increase, and that like and the share helps more than you guys realize. So thank you. for also want to let you know, Brett, before
0: we get to you, uh, We have, uh, uh, you know, door prizes we give away every week here. And it's not been a a problem, I guess. Over the 16, 17 shows we've done, uh, we've had two prizes that haven't been picked up. And we just want to let you know that if you win a prize or if you want to win a prize, make sure you can get in here to the studio at 1414 West uh, Locust Street here in Davenport, right down from the Speedway, and pick up that prize. Uh, Because after one week, they go back into the prize vault, Pat. And there's, that's right. You know, some cool stuff I like to have at home, too. That uh, we had two items over those shows, yeah. which isn't bad. It's a very nominal number, but uh, they ended up going back into the prize vault. You because know, that, they were not picked up within the week. That banner is going to get hung in my race shop hey, if somebody you, doesn't
1: come and claim it.
0: You know, that's where it's that's going. right. I don't uh, blame you one bit. So <laughs> uh, finally, you know, I just want to say, you know, we're live here at the Dunright <clears> Studio <throat> each and every week. Dunright uh, TV and Security Solutions. Uh, of mine didn't like paying the high rates of uh, cable TV, he ended up calling Kelly here at Dunright. They put an on air TV on antenna on top of his house, $250, 100 mile range. He gets 36 channels, and uh, the guy's got polio, he has a hard time getting around, mm-hmm. but he was just elated with that. 36 channels, no bill at the end of the month, mm-hmm. and that's one of the services they offer right here at Dunright. Now, his neighbor came over and watched the TV, yeah. said, My god, I love this. Who do I got a call the next day? Dunright was over there putting a you know, well, the old style antenna that we used right. to use with new technology on his roof, and now he
1: ended up getting more
0: than 36 channels. And it's
1: not that snowy kind of thing, it's no. like crystal clear, too. No rabbit ears, you don't
0: have to wrap aluminum foil around it, it's great. So, uh, give us a call over here at Dunright, it's 563 355 7490, and I am done talking about Dunright. So, Brent Pryor. Beautiful car, the number 50 there. Now, which chassis was that?
2: Uh, I believe that's the Tri-City Buggy. Oh, it is? Okay. That yeah, is we DCP got car. that in 85 uh, is when we got the Tri-City Buggy car. It was changed quite a bit. Uh, Rick Rogers and Brian Rogers did some work on the back of that. And, okay. Uh, helped it a lot.
0: And that was, uh, you know, they used a 63 Chevy Impala frame underneath yeah. that. So if you aren't familiar with those, they got an X under there with a hole in that X. And they had a split drive shaft that had a carrier bearing in the center really? and it was just kind of a funky thing kind of a funky choice for tri-city buggy but at that time tri-city buggy was the number one yeah. chassis manufacturer in the united states and that was the first modified they built they
2: wanted somebody in that that could wheel it and they picked brent Pryor. so brent how did you like that car uh, i really liked it when we first got it it uh it had Himes all yep. over the place and it, it was, we got to go pretty decent. I won the uh, season championship in Peoria in 1985 with it. All right. And then, like I said, uh, Rick Rogers and Brian Rogers come over, and uh, Rick thought that the tail needed to be cut off. Sure. It was too long. Okay. And he cut like eight inches off of it, and that car was really fast after that.
0: Yeah, ain't that crazy?
2: Wow. What do yeah. we got? Now, now,
0: Brent, you were born into a racing family. Wookie, uh, give us the next picture here. Uh, I want to take a look at that, and that one is going to be. Bill Starr, the number seven, Bob Erickson Chevrolet, one of my favorite drivers when I was growing up, around right, with all those fluorescent orange stars all over that car. I love it. And you know, of course your mom, Shirley Pryor was Shirley Starr, it was Bill's sister. Right,
2: yeah, my uncle. Yeah, I never, uh, I don't remember seeing him race. You know, I've been over his house several times as a kid. Sure. I know his uh, His voice was very, very deep. Yeah. So when when he spoke, you kind of, you had to listen to him because it was like, <laughs> Wow, well, kind of, that guy's scary. Kind of like E.F. Hutton, huh? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then, uh, so that's one of the members of uh, the family. Yep. And then, Wookie, let's go to the next shot we got. You
1: yeah. realize when you said E.F. Hutton, you just dated us, right? right. right. Most old... people will be like, who? Right. Yeah. They're like, huh? Yeah. Never heard <laughs> of that. Is that a law firm? What is <laughs> that?
0: <Right. laughs> there we go. The number 98. Oh, that was taken out. That. Bluegrass, Iowa. Look at that. Slim Pryor, your dad, picking up the checkered flag in... I mean, what was it like growing up in a racing family, Brent?
2: Uh, Well, that was a little bit before I remember. Okay. I remembered him and his super modifieds going to Burlington. Burlington. Yeah. And he used to, I remember him, he'd be leading the heat race by half a straightaway, full straightaway, and he'd blow an engine.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. And, but back then it was uh, Bosco Roberts was one of the guys I remember. Gene Jeanette was there. Bobby Lane was there. Right. So. uh, You got any
0: other names, Brent? Who was your favorite driver in Super Modifieds? Uh, Stony Stone King. There you go. I was. Yep. Now, you told me that before, yeah. so I was hoping you'd remember that. And uh, that picture that we just got rid of, it had a flathead V8 in it, so uh, that was kind of cool. And remember, if you got any questions, uh, please uh, put them in the message board, and we'll get to them as soon as we can. That's right. And we're going to give something away later on tonight, and I'm just going to ask Brent Pryor here. Uh Write down on a piece of paper right now how many career feature wins you had. And I know you're going to fudge it. You know, it's probably going to be 278.
1: But uh, I'll go ahead and go
0: with it, Brent. That's just
1: in slot cars alone, though, right? Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, So we're going to get back to that uh, later on. Uh, The next uh, picture we got out there, Wookiee, let's take a look at that. up there <clears throat> yeah that was dad and then the one right after that there's the arrow hey who's that good looking gal down there next to you uh, that's my daughter Brooke okay yeah. tell me a little bit you know Brent you know in addition to being you know a hell of a race driver you love baseball and you coach the Quad City Firebirds
2: uh, fast pitch softball yeah, fast pitch nice. softball
0: nice. and yeah. what
2: position did your daughter Brooke play Uh she was the pitcher in shortstop and the shortstop yeah. so she was pretty talented yeah, she yeah. she does pretty good. She does okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Brent, what was her pitch?
2: Uh Rise ball. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. And
0: how did they uh finish each season? Were they a good team, an average team or
2: Yeah, we were uh we were considered one of the top teams probably in the Quad Cities, one of ever. Yeah. You know, as far as our record. Okay. We had, uh, at 14, we had a national event at Green Valley. Yeah. There was uh, 156 teams, and we finished ninth. Oh, my God. Oh, That's so awesome. that set wow. a record at that time for uh, Quad Cities at a at a national event, as nice. far as being that high of a team.
0: And, Brent, we're going to say, and we haven't asked that question yet, Terry or Linda. So, uh, and Linda, you can't answer. Linda's Brent's wife. Hey, so... Uh, Uh, So let's get back to that. Brent, you were a pitcher when you played baseball.
2: Yep, all the way up to a a legion. And I uh, tried out for the Cincinnati Reds when I was 17. All right. Obviously, I didn't make it or I wouldn't be sitting here talking. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was – I mean, at that time, that was – I was 17 years old, so that was 1979 or whatever that was. Uh, I was throwing 80. Yeah. But – That was your heater. 80. Yeah. Yeah. But their fastest guy there was 85, but he threw it a lot easier than I did. So –
0: You know – Cal Hendricks, I mean, his heater's probably, yeah. it's in the 80s, I mean, yeah, but that guy's right. got a lot of other
1: stuff. And, yeah. In point control. Uh, he's Who knows? the best pitcher we got you're on the cheap Cubs, enough, the Cubs might come calling. Well, yeah. when, when
2: I pitched, you didn't really dig in because you yeah. didn't know where that was coming from. But, well,
1: you know, I mean, the Cubs <laughs> got So Ari- I would have been a good Cub pitcher, wouldn't I? Yeah, the yeah. Cubs oh, got Arietta. Like so, I mean, I, I figured you're, like, right behind Arietta. So, right. I no, I, I never knew that. That's cool. There we go.
0: So, Wookie, what do we got for the next pitcher coming up here? There we go oh boy! Now, hey that that's probably your younger brother nice <laughs> slim trim all that
2: stuff brent yeah that was, a, that was a few pounds ago
0: what picture and where
2: was that one from that's in uh, peoria okay that was it must have been a season championship mid-season for them to introduce us so that's the only reason i'm standing there i guess
0: now brent i want to ask you you always ran peoria you loved it down there uh you, you know i'm going to say you're even though you're on quarter mile and a half mile you were a quarter mile guy yep and you were a catfish, you liked run the bottom.
2: Yeah. You guys what you guys tease me about that all the yeah, time. Yeah, we always did.
0: Yeah. Uh, so tell me, what did you like about Peoria Speedway? You ran there a lot of years.
2: Uh as I as I started racing and learning how to drive, yeah. the hard slick was my favorite because you know,
1: most Dream people may not believe this, but
2: we didn't have big motors in my car. Yeah. So <laughs> I li- <laughs> Our so, first joke of the night. Yeah, right so i like the hard slick because it didn't take a lot of horsepower and you are right Brian. you know you we've all been inverted in heat races when it's either soupy or tacky and it's almost impossible to get to the qualifying spot yeah right. so when it was slick it was a little easier so that's why i like peoria okay nice and then
0: uh some of the specials they ran down there every year they'd have the illinois state championship they had the world 100 for modifieds yeah were you ever able to pick off one of those wins in the World 100, Brent?
2: Uh Yeah. The first one was in 93. I won that one. And then I won the one in 94. And then I got second in 95. Okay. Yeah. J.R. McMay, he'll beat me, who's uh, passed who, uh, away. Who the good Lord called home already. So, yep. hey, you're going to be, get beat by somebody. J.R. is a good man. Yeah. But for
1: a three-year stretch there, you were the man.
2: Yeah, and it was in the middle of the day in July, so it was as black slick as it gets. So. Nice. Now, you know, Brent, you were still running... You know, a Leaf spring car back then. Yep. And I'm going to yeah. tell you, Jeff Morris is
0: winning in Leafs, I won in the Leafs. Uh, a lot of people were on those darn things for a lot of years, and finally, technology caught up with us and kind of squeezed us out the door, yep. and everybody had to go to
2: bar cars. Yeah, I'd still rather have my Leaf car.
0: Yeah, You so know, you I? just
2: bolt 50 or 75 pounds on it, and it was the same car every night. Yeah, nice. it was. Yep. You know, those things were so forgiving. You know, it's
0: like driving a Cadillac down the interstate, yep. uh, being in one of those cars. And so, uh, the Illinois State Championship. Were you ever able to pick off one of those,
2: Brent? Uh, no, I've uh, been in the top three a couple times, but sure. never got to uh, win one. All right, I was at uh, running second one time, got spun out by a lap car. Uh, the last one I raced in, got up to, I had to go to the back, out of flat, come up to fifth, was uh, passing cars, and all of a sudden the white flag come out, you know, and the race was over and. Well, they said, Well, you had a chance to win that. They wouldn't have cut that short. Yeah, I go, What oh. do you mean they cut it short? Said that was 25 laps too short because of oh. curfew, right? So I was up there in the middle of the hard slick, and nobody was up there with me, and we was all in a pack. I just, you yeah. know, made too many wrecks.
0: You drove for a couple of different people over the years, too. Um, uh, one of them being, tell me the story because I can't remember, Brent. Uh, you ended up jumping in Herschel Roberts ride yeah. and Quad City camper <clears> sales. <throat> You know, they called me up they talked to you what was Herschel just wanting to drive the late model more or what was
2: no. the whole story behind you getting that ride? Uh, that was a uh, Herschel had his uh, one of his big union meetings out of town okay and at that time they were uh, the points leader and uh, Gene called me and asked me to drive it Probably the fastest car I've ever been in I mean wow.
0: no now when you say big motor, that thing motor. Yes. I, I
2: remember after the heat race, I, I started toward the back. I ended up fourth, and I come in there, and Gene says, or he didn't say anything. He re- reached in and hit the tattletale Tack, and it said uh, 7,000. And he said, get on that car. Get, so that wasn't enough? That wasn't enough for him. So, <laughs> oh so then the feature ended up, I uh, missed winning it by half a car length. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It took me a God. while to get through, and and Rick Wages were going at it, and it just took me too long to get by him, and I ran out of time. Oh, my God. But yeah, that was that was the fastest car. I mean, down the straightaway, it was it was so hooked up. Yeah. it was crazy. You know,
0: one time, uh, you know, Rob and Bob Tolan were building those B and R
2: modifieds,
0: yep. right? And you drove one of those, the number twenty four car, and, uh, yep. and that I had was one of my own, right? Yep. And so that car was owned by who? Gene Mavis, which was an old figure eight sportsman driver, yeah. And he had a brother named Terry Mavis, which actually camps out at Shady Lakes with us. But uh, oh, really? that car. Man, I want to tell you what when he fired that engine up, the ground thundered. <laughs> yeah. and, and, You know, I heard some stories about where that engine came from, but the story was it came from down south.
2: Yeah, I, from what there. I understood, it was from Hendricks. Yeah, they actually well, they did the machine work. It was assembled up here. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, the 358. Yeah, um, my God. That car pulled
0: up next to me. I'd look down my gauges to see if my car was still running. Yeah, they had. <laughs> we
1: had
2: two motors for that car. They had uh, that one and a four hundred six. And I told them that three fifty eight was faster than that four hundred six was. Okay. Wow. All right. All six inch rods and all the stuff I never had. Okay. Man, yeah, that uh, was that was two total cars. That yeah. maybe said because I got one of them totaled in Jeff Walker's wreck. Right. The original one. The original wreck, and man, that was a
0: horrific night. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've been through a couple of uh, you know, times that you know I'd like to remember or forget, and it was Jeff Walker's wreck, a uh, big pileup on the front stretch, ended up uh, taking mm-hmm. out the fuel cell, and uh, was that Alan Opendike's car, the 29? The lost fuel cell anyway, the fire ignites, and
2: I mean, my my gosh. Yeah, they if, get, I, st- I got out of the race car because I could feel the heat. Right? Uh, Ron Chef had already T-boned me there and shoved my cage clean over to my brake pedal, but... I got out of the car and I was sitting there and I said, who's the ambulance for? And they said, Jeff Walker. And I said, where is he? And they said, he's in there. And you couldn't see nothing but the front bumper. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, I remember uh, going up to the uh, hospital, up to the burn unit, you know,
0: a couple of days after that accident, visiting Jeff. And I mean, literally, when he was walking down to the infield uh, after he got out of the fire, uh, you know, his arms are down to his side and it looked like candle wax, you know, just melting off his fingers, but it was his skin.
2: Wow. Yeah. I yeah. think he lost his racing gloves or something the night before or something, didn't he? Sure. Yeah, lost to one of them anyway. I mean, fate. Right. You right. lose your gloves. You always wore gloves. Yeah. and the
0: night you can't, you're not wearing gloves, boom. And after that, it became mandatory that you had racing gloves mm-hmm. on. So, you know, yeah. something good came out of that. And Jeff, you still see him now and again running in the uh, vintage. But, yeah, races
1: again.
2: Yeah.
0: So, you know, good for you, Jeff.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Yeah. So, Brent... uh Talk a little bit about uh, uh, when you were driving that uh, Gene Mavis car. I mean, man, that thing was a rocket.
2: Yeah, they both were uh, tolling cars. The first one I got into before the wreck was the one I won, the 83 World 100 for modifies in Peoria I won in Mavis's, I'm sorry, that was the second one I won in 84 was in Mavis's car. Yeah. And uh, again, it was it was okay. Yeah. You know, when it got black slick, it was okay. After we wrecked it and got the other Tolan car, that car was a rocket. Yeah. And I asked Bobby what the difference was. He said pickup points. That was it. Wherever they welded the old car, and I said, you need to build them new ones like that. And he <laughs> said, nope, not I, doing it. I mean, my God, that. Yeah, it was. I won twice as many features with that car. Uh, was it Van Woestein, I believe, had that? Okay. When we got it. Yeah, I
0: want to talk about. Uh, you know, the first car you had uh, was a Gremlin. Yep. And that was a Dan Norton car. Yep. And that, uh, you won a lot of races in that car, Brian. Yeah, I won the very
2: first heat race I was ever in. I mean,
0: how do you do that?
2: that great car. And great. we had my dad, and I had Jim Terry, and back then Bill Fluid. I don't know if anybody remembers him, oh, yeah. but they all knew so much about cars, and Dan sure. built it, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just turned when I got to the other end. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, uh, Wookie, uh, put that, in that p- next picture up there we got, and we'll take a look at that. Yeah, let's see what, uh, there we go. So, as we look at that picture. Yeah, look at the track. And, and the track look at that thing. That thing's might black be, slick. Might be
1: kind of slick. Yeah,
0: You've the... got Marv Jack on the left-hand side. Yes, very and, good and, help. And I'll see him helping Bob Dominack. Yep. often still months. does. yeah. And then J- Jim Terry right next to him. Yep. Okay, and then Brent in the fire suit. And then his mother, Shirley Pryor, which was, you know, again, Shirley Starr, nice. paid a name. And then we had next to your mother was Gene. Yep. And his wife. And who is that next to her? That's Marty Smith. That's Marty Smith. That's yes, who that is.
2: Smith, his brother, raced the 50 car. Okay. And he got the 50 car from me. Right. Yeah, he liked watching me race, so that's where his 50 came from. All right. Then cool. we had
0: Robin, uh, which was uh, G. Mavis's daughter.
2: Yeah,
0: she uh, was you know, uh,
2: quite the pit crew. She'd crawl underneath and pull gears she out, crannies out. No, she didn't care. I, I mean, nice. I'm telling you, that
0: was, uh, you know, a sight to see. You know, you got a girl that crawls underneath yeah. her, and she don't care if the... Gear lube runs on it, or what happens? Yeah. Now that was the '94 World 100. That was '94 World of 100. Yeah. and the, so that car would have been what kind of car, Brent? That was the
2: Tolan car. It was that was car. the one before Walker's wreck. Okay. And the weird, the funny part about that is, we won that race. I went to Peoria the next night and hot laps. I burned a piston. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? So it was just wow. laps away just from that hundred laps. Wow. Yeah. That, you know also, that race, I took my Dayton car. Yeah. And the agreement was I drove Gene's car a couple nights and I drove mine at Princeton. Okay. So we made a deal that whichever car time trialed faster would be the one that I would race in the future if I could get them both in. And that one was just ticks faster than my car. All right. And I qualified both of them. Okay. And I tried to get Rodney Bowman to drive my other car, and the promoter wouldn't let him because he. He blew in hot laps, so he didn't attempt to qualify a car, so he wouldn't let him race it. Oh, my God. But I got both of them in the race. All right. Great story. So, hey, I
0: want to ask you, Brent. We ask a lot of drivers this. Racing superstitions. Now, Gary Webb used to talk about how if he pulled into the racetrack and his odometer was on an even number, that he was going to have a bad night. And if it was on an odd number, he felt like he was going to have a good night. And finally, he taped... You know, uh, put uh, electrical tape over the odometer so he couldn't see it. Now Matt Ryan, he talked about you know some superstitions he had last week yeah. when we had him on the show. Did you have any superstitions, Brent?
2: Not, not really. You I mean, know we're all racers. We all, were you know, the same. You got your favorite T-shirt that you wear all the time. And, okay. You know, the there you go with the peanuts and the green that you couldn't have. But that's right. Me, I don't. I don't think I really had anything other than my clothes. You know, right. like T-shirts or whatever uh was there a time when that t-shirt started getting a little ripe maybe (laughs) (laughs) you know rick rick stone always tell you that i was always i always had a hat stuffed in my shirt okay because back then i actually had hair yeah and uh you know we say i always had to have my uh, hat in there so one night we're starting in the back of the feature i don't know where we were we didn't qualify very well and i said i got in the car he goes you want your hat i said no we ain't gonna win this yeah. And I won it. Of course nah. you got your hair sticking all over the place now. So <laughs> never does it that. Again. Look like no. a bozo, you know? I don't care if I start fiftieth, I gotta put my hat in my suit. Oh my god. <laughs> Talk about when you guys went down to uh, race with your uncle. Uh we went we've went a couple times down there. The uh time in Holt Summit, Capital Speedway is right. uh Cam two Nationals. Yeah. And uh until then I'd never been on nothing but a quarter mile. So we went down there and uh for whatever reason my car was, again, twice, almost twice as fast as it, than everybody else it seemed like. Yeah. And uh, so we went out. We're uh, leading the heat race. I get a flat. Okay. So then I have to run the semi. I won the semi. Then I won the trophy dash. And then we uh, started the feature. My uncle up in, he's starting up with me in the, in the race. He started yeah. the feature in front of me. He gets in a wreck. I pile into it. Oh. The guy leans in the wind. He goes, Brent, I think your center bolt's broke. So I'm like, I'm done. We're done. So I, I'm sitting in the car, got my helmet off and they're towing me in. And Jim Terry, that was in that picture, I hear him yelling at people to get stuff. I don't know what he's yelling. Right. And I hear the impact running. Pretty soon they set me on the ground and they say, go. Well, what he'd done is he'd wrapped a log chain around my housing and then, run, and then run the the links. Up through the U bolts, and that's what he tied the rear end. No. yeah. In, on a restart, on a restart, he had all that done. Wow. So I didn't know. So I go out and within like five or six laps. I'm leading it.
1: <laughs> again. So,
2: yeah. Again. Yeah. So then, as we're going on, I can hear my tires squalling. But yeah. this is the second year I ever drove, so I didn't. I'm thinking I'm the only one slowing down, that right. I'm getting loose. So I just kept going and going until I finally spun Hammer it out. down, baby. Spun it out. <laughs> oh, my God. And I must have sat there three seconds before second place got there. I mean, I was that far ahead. And, wow. And
0: tell us, Brent, you're sitting in the infield, and what are you thinking?
2: Yeah. I, I'm still not over it. That was in 1985. <laughs> right. I'm still not over <laughs> okay. it. You know, when you
0: talk about stuff like that, yeah. stuff drives you nuts now. You know, late uh, Jim Willard. We're running in what uh, would have been 1987. We're over at Red Baron Pizza 50. They fly Kenny Schrader in on a uh, biplane because Red Baron was uh, Junie dunn sponsor in the Cup. So uh, we're out there running the feature, and Jim Willard's leading it, and I'm running second, and laps are winding down. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, you know, I start getting uh, water and oil on my face shield, and I pull a tear off. I went to wipe it, and it smeared, and I said, oh, that's not a good plan, so I I pull my tear off. (laughs) So I'm looking at my gauges, and I'm so wrapped up in... What I think is my engine letting go, when the reality was it was Jim Willard's engine letting go. And we get the waving green flag, and I think, uh, uh, you know, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run this thing in second, you know. And did not move the outside lane. I had the power to pass Jim Willard, and as we come across the line for the checkered flag, pow, man, he blows his upper radiator hose, and it looked like, uh, you know, uh, just a geyser coming out of that thing. And they rolled her up against the fence over at Davenport Speedway. Got out of the car. And he's standing on the hood, just thrusting his arms into the air. And, you know, I'm glad Jim won it. But uh, that race haunts me yeah. because it wasn't my motor. It wasn't going south. And, you know, I should have just gassed her up and went for it. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. That lit a fire in me the rest of 87. And there was no more following, man. I didn't care yeah. what it was going to take. We were going to take that thing to the front. Yeah.
1: I got several of them. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it funny yeah. how, how no matter how many – wins you get you always remember the ones that you didn't get yes you know because i I have a lot of of wins that i honestly i don't remember you know i ran you know i ran hundreds of races a year or a (laughs) hundred races a year yeah uh and you know most of them i don't remember yeah you start my dad nuts as i'd come in you know
2: win the feature or whatever and you go boy that was awesome how you passed so and so and you know like fourth or fifth and i was like I don't remember passing him at all. He goes, "How do you not remember that?" And I said, yeah. "That's yeah. not the one I'm after." I get yeah. that a lot. You know, yeah. I, I remember the leader and maybe the guy in second if it's somebody you know, one of your rivals. Yeah, yeah. but going through the field, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, My God. yeah, I've gotten that a lot in sprint car.
0: Yeah. So, Brent, we talked about quarter mile, half mile. Do you have a favorite track that you ran at over the years? Peoria and Princeton. Okay, Princeton. Let's talk about Princeton. Yeah. Let the, tell us about the unique shape
2: of that racetrack. Uh, D-shaped. D-shaped. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the part that probably got most people is when you come out of four, the track, I think, shrunk like 10 feet. Yeah. yeah. So if you were on the high side in four, you, you better Good get trouble. down. Yeah. yeah. There's been several guys that didn't And make when Brent it. says get down, he doesn't mean start dancing. No. <laughs> no. There's been a there's been a lot of record calls over there. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Pat, did Headless. you ever run there to I, Princeton?
1: I, I did. I ran yeah. a I ran a midget there, and okay. and yes, he's not he's not kidding. Boy, you'd run it's like a half mile through one and two, and you come through yep. you come around three, and then four is pointing right at the main grandstands. Yep. yep. you go out of four, and then make a about a ninety degree left, like you're like you're going down to the end of the block and turn.
2: Yeah, I remember watching uh, Duke Beniger, remember him? Oh my god, yeah. He come up there, he raced modified, I think maybe one year or two. Yeah. He come following him in hot laps coming around there and his, I don't know if his throttle stuck, but you could see his wheels turn left and he went straight on into that where you Ooh, said wow. that 9 degree wow. turn. Yeah, wow. you could see the whole car just buckle up as like wow. oh, I didn't need to see that. It was like uh, you know, seventy mile an hour to zero, and oh you know. yeah, there was no glancing
1: in the way he no. hit it. Yes, absolutely, especially crazy. at that place. But I tell you what, every time we ever ran there, that place was absolutely jam packed. Yeah, absolutely oh, I love that jam-packed. track. That's yeah. right.
0: And Brent, let's talk about the old IMCA National Series. Man, you, it was kind of like what the Deary Series was before it yeah. changed, and now the Hoker Trucking East Series. Uh, just a great racing series, and. uh we went up to Tipton to run that National Series uh, a couple of years.
2: Tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, 1988 was yeah. the first one. All right. Never been to Tipton before. Okay. And uh, drew the front row after I qualified, won my heat, drew yeah. the front row. And me and Gary Reinhardt went at it for wow. most of the race, and I ended up winning it. Yeah. And then 89, uh, I went back again for the National and won it again. How about wow. that? Yeah, that was uh, uh, Johnny Spa and Terry Ryan. Yeah, we're up in the front of that one. You know, we look up there, old Rick Stone, saying, uh, "Remember the big
0: race we went over Bob Pierce? That was at National down at yeah. Princeton." And I think Brent, you were top five that night. Yeah, I watched you two go at it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we were going at it, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Uh, you know, if there's one thing that builds your confidence, you look at back at some of the races you won. And I think you know, here's Bob Pierce with Bobby Pierce or his son, and and uh, you know he's got the Pierce race cars, yeah. and you know that that win. A lot to me.
1: Oh, yeah, without
0: yeah. a doubt. He, he, was, he was a hell of a guy. And Brent, I remember we pulled in the racetrack that night. That trophy was six
2: foot tall. Yeah. And I, I always hunted those out. The trophies like, look, oh, I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah now, I I, now I don't have any of them left. Yeah, I you know? know. I got one of yours, Brent. Yeah.
0: So I would look at uh, that six foot trophy and I thought, I can't look at it. It's going to curse me. I'm not going to win tonight. Right. So I refused to look at it. And mm-hmm. until I was standing down victory lane getting interviewed,
2: I didn't look at that six foot trophy. Oh yeah,
1: was, I believe it. Yeah. Good. See,
2: when you don't get paid. Yeah. Know, like we didn't get paid. No. Know, the trophy was the was what you wanted. That was yeah.
1: With the check. Yeah. yeah.
2: The one at, at Holt Summit, where my uncle run, Capital Speedway, they gave a <laughs> grandfather clock to the track champion. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: You know, one of the things about uh, racing has changed too, you know, is the cost of racing. And back then, Brent, I mean, you know, we've talked about it before, if you're a young kid sitting in the stands, you say, hey, I want to go racing. You know, today your option's, uh, you know, running the four-cylinder sport compacts. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong those. are great great cars, put on a great show. But uh, the modifieds were affordable back then. And back then, those uh, IMCA Modified National Series races we're talking about back in the 80s were paying $1,000 to win. Wow! Yeah. And literally, you know, Brad build a brand-new car in 1987, a brand-new roller, minus <clears throat> motor, was $7,000. And back wow. then, they had the four tires and wheels on them. And so we had, we built a lot of our own stuff like Brent's uh, family did. We had 3500 bucks in our car. Wow. We won three Nationals uh, in uh, about a week and a half time. And we basically paid the car off, and we were a week and a half into race this season.
1: And, and the cars themselves really haven't changed that much yeah. to today, other than the advancements in technology. Yeah. That's impressive, though. Yeah. That, I mean, uh,
2: the year that we won the Nationals, that was the year that... Uh, My buddy Tom Herbert claimed me. I won seven features, got claimed five times. Uh, You know, i got (laughs) to tell you a funny story like
0: that. Now, Tom Herbert, tell him,
2: uh, you know, he ended up going on to working for IMCA. Yep. he owned his, uh, once he used auto parts, and he would, from what I understand, my engine would be in the next day when parts, Sam, his brother, bought my spark plug wires. It, It was funny. Yep. You shouldn't have those high dollar wires on it. That's right. right. Blue Max. That's the only thing I had expensive
0: on Blue, they're blue Max special. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And so when we I walked into that day. Sunday and,
1: and it's on sale on Monday. With my, yeah. with my
0: cast pistons. <laughs> right. That's what I thought I had to have. You know, he's like,
1: uh, hey, you guys need any
0: plug wires, distributor cap, or blah, blah, blah. And we're like, hey, yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and take plug wires. They look brand new. And so I called Brent up because we were all friends and I mean, you know, his dad was like Rumpelstiltskin. He was ready to stomp his foot on the ground and just split in half. Oh, yeah. After the fifth time, it got a little touchy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here was, uh, here we go. Rick Stone says, I remember when Brent's dad was going to punch Herbert, and he hit me instead. Yeah, How'd Herbert, that work? I, What's I, that story, Brent? I, I,
2: I don't. It was during a claim. Yeah. So it, sometimes after, you know, third or fourth time, it got pretty heated between them. Yeah. You know, Tom Herbert and Jim Terry and... I think my dad just had enough and swung at him, and Rick was going to step in the way and stop it, and he got popped instead. So. Oh, Stoney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my yeah.
0: God. Well, he took one
2: for the team. That's, That's right, he yeah.
0: That's, he manned <laughs> up and took <laughs> one for
1: the team right there, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you remember. know I'll tell
0: you that engine claim rule back then. Uh, I'm going to say in 1985 we lost seven motors, 86 we lost nine, but 87 we had 13 motors claimed, and I'm going to tell yes. you. Uh we went down to Knoxville, Illinois, and they had Nashville down there, and we won that thing. And and Norton told me, he says, whatever you do, don't win the feature. I mean, this is your, your car owner telling you that. <laughs> I think He's you telling me that. He said, we got the last motor uh, You know, we own in your car. Don't win the feature. So I'm going to lead it for a while and just have a little fun. Well, man, Wave and Green comes out, and I kind of yeah. start soft-pedaling it a little bit, you know, rolling it into the turn real smooth, coming off smooth. And now I got the white flag, and there's no nobody passing me and i thought well uh hammer down time that's so right we picked off the win, so i go down there to dan we got our engine claimed so we had uh 350 from that we had 500 he'd give me for a little you know cash money for the race team and to claim a motor which i didn't claim it because we got claimed and it was thousand to win so we pull up outside the power company dan's working third shift there and he comes running up the fence He's like a little kid in a candy store. What'd we get? What'd we get? And I said, well, here, we got a trophy. We got 1,000 for winning. And somebody bought our motor, so here's the 350. And I got to tell you, that's probably one of the first times that a guy has ripped his driver apart for winning the feature. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Who who tells a race driver, hey, don't win? Yeah. yeah
2: don't win. Do they not? Well, the, <laughs> no. Well, that last claim that I got barred from Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad was in Missouri and I called him on the phone and I said, can we go to, can I go to East Molina race? He goes, no, because you're gonna, you'll are gonna you get claimed. I said, I'm not going to win. He goes, well, you've got no pit crew. So I went up there and I won. And then they claimed it and I had to refuse it. And they barred me. And he's like, I told you so. Oh, Brent. Yeah. Man, how do you like that? Yeah. You, know, you know, there's
0: another funny story I want you to tell about your mom. Now, Brent's mom was tough as nails. And I remember there's a particular driver who had a wife that was always, uh, you know, running her mouth down the pit area. And I remember one <clears> night Brent's mom telling her, You sit your <clears throat> down, or I'm going to knock you down. And that's the first time I've seen that lady who will remain nameless, sit down in the bleachers. You didn't hear a peep out of the <laughs> rest of the night. So Brent lived in Hillsdale, and he lived right off 88. And so mom's living alone. The good Lord's called dad
2: home. And a. Uh, Burglar breaks into the house. Yeah, and the uh, the gun, the twenty two which she used for protection was down in the foyer with him. Yeah, you know, sitting up, leaning up against the yeah. crack, you know, behind the door and stuff. And she got up, yelling at him and telling him he need to get, you know, his butt out of the house. And he wasn't leaving. He said it was cold. You might as well call the police because I'm not walking out of here. So <laughs> that's what she did. But yeah, she was she wasn't afraid to say anything. And Brent, uh, remember, so mom.
0: Gets a 22 and holds him at bay. And hey, as long as we're waiting on the cops, she made a pot of coffee. The police get there, and the the burglar is drinking a cup of coffee. And Brent's mom's sitting there with a 22 and a cup of coffee. Now, that's a tough mom.
2: That's a tough mom. She, she was something else. And Brent,
0: she never, she didn't move out of that house. I mean, she was there till the day that uh, the good Lord called
2: her home. Yep. In fact, when my uh, dad passed away in 91, she actually paid for the race car. Yeah. Did she? Uh, did so? Yeah, and if if I'd have knew then how broke she was, I wouldn't have let her do it. But yeah. I didn't, you know, my business was my business. But yeah, she she paid for all of it. Wow. So yeah. that being said, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't very aggressive. I didn't tear my cars up because a right. lot of that stuff, you know, my dad would jump down me anyway. But you know, we couldn't afford to fix that stuff. Once again, hey, if you're uh, joining the slate,
0: we want to let you know that uh, Rob Tolan uh, had something come up last minute, and so. Uh, Brent Pryor was gracious and came on the show, and we got a lot of great stories going on now. So, without a thanks doubt, thanks for tuning in, Scott Durbin. Uh, my Uncle John would run Junkyard Motors when he get a chance. When he would get claimed, he would laugh and say, "Go ahead, it won't last another race." Now, I remember, you know, <laughs> uh, Don Vanderheyden buying one of those motors off John Durbin, and John laughed and said, "Hey, this thing's junk," and John had won
2: the feature, and Hayden put that thing in, blew it up in hot laps the next night. Yeah. So. you know, some of them guys ring them out anyway. Their cars ain't hooked. But, you know, they used to remember they put oiling systems on them. It yeah, the, I won't Mike make name. Well, yeah. I was going to say names. <laughs> and uh, some people welded their heads yeah. onto the motor. So Catherine
0: had, uh, you know, he's running motors. He's tired of getting claimed. He ended up winning the IMCA National uh, Championship in 84. So to keep from getting claimed, they put an oiling system on their motor, dumped into the headers, white flag lap. Man, that thing, it starts smoking like a bear. You think it's ready to let go? So nobody buy it. But <laughs> after about the third feature win with that thing smoking <laughs> on the white flag,
1: IMCA Everybody figured caught out.
0: On? And, you know, we had a new rule in the rule book about if you're I caught with it. an oiling system. I yeah. love it. If Thank you're it. caught welding your motor uh, together. I love if it. If you're caught welding your motor mount holes shut. Yeah. You know, the small wow. block Chevy used to have side mounts on it, and which most people ran. But a few ran the front mounts like they were on a 57 Chevy. And so they were still on small-block Chevys, you know, yeah. into the 90s. And so people would weld up the bolt holes on the side. So if you claim my motor, you're not going to be able to put any motor mounts on it anyway. Right. And they'd run the front <laughs> out <laughs> and a motor plate. And so that was another new rule. They came up with an IMCA and just said, hey, uh, no more welding your uh,
2: bolt hole shut. Yeah, it was always amazing. Cothran would be leading the feature, and all of a sudden he'd start smoking. And then once the claim was over, nobody claimed that he didn't smoke when he'd leave. (laughs) He's not smoking no more.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
0: All right. Uh, So, Brent, I want you to write down there, too, uh, how many heat race wins you think you had in your career. And we're going to add those two together for total wins.
1: I like that. That's a good call.
0: That's right. Come on, Brent. we got stuff to give away. All right, there we go. So here we go, fans. Uh, we're going to be giving away a banner, going Autograph, autograph, you know, as soon as the show's over. It'll be here at 1414 uh, West Locust Street here That's in Davenport, right. Iowa. But remember, you've got one week to pick it up. When next Monday rolls around, if it hasn't been picked up, it goes back into the prize vault. And or we're going to get stuff in the away. race shop, either one. Yeah, we've given a lot of stuff away. I'm going to say 99% of it's yeah. been picked up, but we have two that uh, weren't and we're just gonna stick those back in the prize vault. So what we're gonna do right now is uh, we're gonna ask you people to start guessing how many <clears throat> total uh, wins he had and- Now this we, is features and heat races. Feature and heat. And what we're gonna do is uh, it, it goes by what we see on our screen right. because of the internet and all that stuff. There are, you might think you want on your screen because you had the first guess it was correct. It's uh, all about our screen. It's kind of like going to the racetrack, and you, you come across scales 20 pounds light, and you tell me, Shane, it weighed what it was supposed to weigh at my house. Well, we're not right. using your scales. That's right. We are using the track scales tonight. So, That's all right. right. A lot of good guesses coming up on that board, and just keep on guessing. What, key, what do we got next for a picture? Brent, what car was that? that? that looks it. like
2: tipton or peoria that's peoria that was peoria. uh Tolan chassis okay another yeah. bnr car yeah i i got to put a black body on it once my dad passed away we could run he would never let me run a black car yeah really because of he said you can't see him yeah yeah you know
0: i agree with that too I, because, too
2: I was running second one time at east moline and hickson was leading it and he was kicking our butt pretty good so he was like a straightaway head yeah and he Broke drive shaft or something, and instead of pulling off, he just coasted up in turn one and sat there, and I didn't see him till like, 30 feet before I got to him. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hit him pretty hard. Oh, pow. Oh, yeah. wow. Man. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that was pretty. Toll's car. I won a lot of races in that car. That's the same one that uh, is the black and white one that okay. I had for the slot car. That's okay, nice. That's the same car. Okay.
0: Very cool. cool. Uh, what do we got next, Wookie, uh, for a picture?
1: <clears throat> one of the things I always like to ask. There it is. Brent. Same car. Same car. Yep. I love, I love okay. the made right car. How, how did you come up with the 50? Where'd the 50 come from? What's the uh, story behind your car number?
2: Uh, originally, my dad was number seven. And so that's what I was going to, that's what I wanted to be. But I believe at that time, Jim Metlin yeah, the and the seven. Northern car had the number seven. Yep. And Bobby Stockdale also had a 50, but that year at East Moline, he didn't run East Moline for whatever reason. Okay. And my parents were big fans of Benny
1: Hofer. So okay. that's where nice. it came from. Yep. I did not know that. So that's a uh, kind of a throwover to from Benny Hofer huh
2: yeah very nice and then i um, on my cars all of them had the mini brute and that yep. was from my dad's oh very uh, cool super, super modified, modified. Yep. very cool and
0: so on a quarter panel we got BNR fabrication yeah. yep now all through the years Brent, tell me you had Johannes bus service for a sponsor yeah I remember that on all your cars uh, who knew who
2: uh, to uh, get that sponsor well years ago my mom used to drive a school bus Okay, so that's where yeah, the I knowing that. Johannes and yeah. I think still don't have a winner. Keep guessing, and that's where think, all of
1: her toughness came from,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, and she worked at Alcoa. She drove dump trucks. Nice. Yeah, my mom did all of it. But yeah, yeah they always uh, they sponsored us. I bet you probably eighteen of the twenty years that I raced. Yeah,
1: Bob Danielson, you long-time, are a long time racing supporter, <clears throat> Rock yeah. Island.
0: Uh, Bro, sure Linda is my stepmom, and she is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You got you know a beautiful uh, mother and a beautiful stepmother. I love them both. Uh, Gould Stack Tim. I know a Tim Gould, <laughs> but who's this Gould Stack Tim guy? Two ten. You are high. You guys just keep guessing. Bob Miller. You are low. Uh, we're gonna keep uh, keep things rolling. What do we got for another pick, uh, Wookie? Let's roll you through them this. To, you uh, time them is flying by. Uh, yeah, and that give because me if that you were pen. Tim, Tim wasn't low if you're adding them together. Oh yeah, here we go, boom. Oh, uh, so another picture. That win was down at Peoria.
2: Yes, sir. Okay. All right, Wookie. Let's get back to the How board. How many total I'm gonna see total what wins we did got. you
1: win in down Peoria? it like at you- that track. Yeah.
2: Oh, I don't know. I All won't. The time. I won't tell you the amount, but I would say probably 90 percent of my wins were in Peoria. Yeah. All right. I a like lot in Princeton. Okay. okay. Yeah, let's clarify cool.
0: things. I had to add those two numbers together. Uh, Carl Thompson, you are high. Uh, and yeah, Gould was Jesse, low. Jesse Westfall, you are low. Gould, you were the closest. I give Gould, you're low. And so uh, <clears throat> we're getting there. Gould's at 175. You're still low. Yeah. That's a lot of wins. So let's uh, let's roll on to the orange car. Uh, we got a picture of that one, Wookie. That probably would have been the last picture that you had on your uh, list of cars. There we oh, go. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now,
2: Brent. Yeah. You said the orange car, and I'm like, orange car? Yeah, <laughs> <an> orange car. <laughs> no.
0: Brent ended up, uh, you know, driving for Bob Dominacki there for a little while. Very and nice. this was down at Peoria. But tell me how you come about jumping in one of the Dominators' cars. He had two of them. How'd you get in one of them?
2: Uh, Marv uh, Jack, who was my pit crew. Right. Once uh, my mother passed away, and that was the in ninety. Well, it would have been the beginning of ninety eight. Okay. Then uh, Marv decided that he wanted to race. All right. So we went down to Missouri and got a car from my uncle that okay. he raced his modified, and started that. And we had we had terrible luck with that car. couldn't get it to Couldn't get it to go anywhere. Just it was. I don't know. It was horrible. So. He, uh we got, got at the end of that year, he was like, you know what, it's, this is too expensive. You know, we weren't really making any money. And we still had the motor okay. <clears throat> from it. And uh, Dominic called and asked me if I wanted to drive that car. And we put Marv's motor in it. Oh, man. And run it. My That was 2003. That was the last year I raced.
0: Now, that was a stealth
2: car. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, so,
0: Brent, that was the last year you raced. That was probably your last feature win. Yep. But tell me about uh, when the U.S. Uh, MTS boys rolled into town uh, yeah. down at Peoria. Yeah, it
2: was in that, that car, and then they had the passing points. You know, mm-hmm. which I actually—that's the first time I ever did that. I like that. Still no winner. So I drew, like the last row, fifth row in my heat. Jesse, you're low. And went out and uh, got third in the heat. Ended up with third highest passing points out of sixty-seven cars. Started wow. second row uh, in the feature. First turn, I took the lead. And when I took the lead, I was I've been around there so many times. I thought there's no way nobody's catching me. You got in the bag, yeah. yeah. It's the way I come out of that corner. It's like it's over. <laughs> and with the, the USMTS guys, I
0: mean, you're talking about Kelly Schryock, yes. uh you know, the best of the best in modifieds.
2: Don Linger, I think was there. And Tom Don Linger. Yeah, John Bull was there. Yeah, uh, Bruce Hanford was there. So I come out of there, and it's like, well, I got this is this car's a rocket ship. Hello, Jesse. And then uh, about. Oh, five, six, seven laps into the race, all of a sudden I couldn't get in the turn anymore. I'd lift and it'd try to spin itself out. Yeah. So I, I hung on and got fifth. You know, hey, well, which is what, what happened? We we don't know. I don't know really? if a, a shock was hanging up. I mean, I was cranking brake and hmm. I so I had to slow down so early to get in. Then here comes Kelly Shyrock and you know ate me up. So. Yeah.
0: Greg Larson says I'm supposed to talk to you about a talking to a dog <laughs> in the yard. Should What's that, Brent? Well, was that one of those parties after the races? We
2: spent I too told much about? time. We spent too much time under the grandstands. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the time we got to his house. Me and the German Shepherd had a little talk out in the front yard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: have a feeling there's going to be a couple of people doing that at the uh, Outlaw Show here. Oh, yeah. Pete, that's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I love racing in
0: Peoria. You know, one thing nice. about Peoria was is uh, when we were running down there, we never went home that night. It was we had plans <laughs> to go home that yeah. night. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden everybody would start drinking a few sodas, having a good time. And sodas. before you know it, well,
2: yeah. Sodas. <laughs> sodas, yeah. Soda. quotations. That's, that's soda. <laughs> and,
0: uh, uh, you know, I got to laugh. I'm driving down the interstate the next day going home. It's like 10 in the morning. My eyes are bloodshot. I'm tired. Yes. We got to race that night. And I look over and blowing by me was Mike Cothran. He'd been down the <laughs> all night. <laughs> then another car blows by me. I look over, it's Bobby Tolan. I mean, I've got all these racers. They got to run that night. They're all on their way home, partying down at Peoria all yeah, night too. the, the best part about Peoria
2: is, you know, when the races are over, you had to pull around to the stands to get right. your money and stuff. Two fifty eight is low, and people would just sit there and you know drink and have a good time till nice. 1 o'clock in the morning. Jim nice. Terry, my old Lobble mechanic, top. we'd pull up there and he'd just go to sleep in the truck because yeah, he knew nice. it was going to be a couple hours before we got oh, back. There's no God. fighting. I mean, I wouldn't say ever, but right. not like uh, a lot of the tracks do.
1: You know, it's one of the things, talking about the the upcoming race at Davenport It being an event, it's kind of like the Knoxville Nationals, that when I was a racer, I never got to participate in that because, you know, you guys got to hang around and and party and do some of that stuff after. We were always on the road, you know, so as soon as the race was over, we get paid. 280 is close, you're getting hot. Because we were on our way somewhere else, so um, did you outside of peoria in the immediate area how far away did you run from the quad stage did you ever run any further away any of the big shows out in boone or anywhere like that
2: i i well missouri would have been the farthest mm-hmm. that i went uh gus grip you are very i wanted close. to go to boone but as soon as my dad found out they started three wide he says we are not going to boone. <laughs> so, jesse to
0: westfall run. is a winner at 285 285, oh, 285, nice. 285 wins was the magic number now jesse i know you live down south you've got to come up here To the studio in Davenport, Iowa, we are on Locust Street, 1414 West Locust Street, right down from Davenport Speedway, and pick up your banner. You've got one week to pick it up. Next Monday, it goes back into the prize vault. That's right. So uh, that
2: is our winner. I already got a pit crew guy up there. Tim Gould said he'll help me pit. He stinks at tires, though. (laughs) There we go.
0: Uh, So Jesse Westfall was the first 285. Bob Miller come in with the right number, but he was late. We're going to put down Jesse
1: Westfall. Yep, we see that, Jesse. Jesse says donate it to, uh, to a kid. Oh, we're going to do that. Yeah, okay. Do that.
0: So, hey, uh, here we go. Uh, Brent, tell us something nobody knows about you. You know, I know you played baseball. I know you're a pitcher. You drove race cars. Uh, are there other things? I mean, your wife's got a hobby that's... Real cool. Yeah,
2: she uh, raises monarch butterflies. There you go, raises monarch butterflies. Yeah, that's and what I, she's doing right now. And I gotta
0: tell you something, I started seeing monarchs again wow. about two years ago.
2: And you know, Brent's wife, I mean, how many she released in a year, Brent? Uh, five, six, Wow. Now, tell yeah. me the stories about- She's got a butterfly shed in the yard. Yeah. Really? yeah, It's a butterfly yeah. shed. And she does uh seminar. She's gonna go on to the, they invite her to like old people hospice care. Yeah. and She's gonna take the butterflies and show them. And, she gives away Very shoe cool. boxes with a chrysalis that all you gotta do is just watch it and wait till the butterfly comes out in a week or so. Yeah, Very but cool. Uh, yeah, she uh, she devotes her life to it. Wow. And, and Brent, tell me about those butterflies. Where do they fly to when they leave here? Well, the there's three different stages of butterflies. The third one end up being in Mexico. Flying down to Mexico. And there's a place where there's literally millions of them on the trees. And that's wow. where they do their thing and then they start all over again. I you know? mean, they you're talking about, could a butterfly from here fly to Mexico? Yeah, they they have the first ones, and they they don't live as long. in those, for whatever reason, they live long enough to fly. No kidding. all the way there, man. Yeah. Wow, we got to figure out a way to,
1: yeah,
0: you know, put some seats in that thing and
1: <laughs> ride them down I know. And it. I it sounds like, like my vac- it's yeah, it's like my vacation. You know, fly so, down there yeah, for spring break. Yeah. That's
2: what she does. I, I know more about butterflies than I thought I ever would. And <laughs> Brent,
0: uh, do you have any other hobbies other than real racing?
2: I do i racing. Yeah. And uh,
0: I play golf. Okay. So i racing golf, what are you better at?
2: i racing. Okay. Oh. All right. I was just going to invite you yeah, to play golf. I can yeah. I can hack with you. I can yeah. hack that. I'm not very good, but low 90s player. But I try to get Pat over there, the Sprint car guy in the virtual reality. He hasn't made it over there yet. No, what I the... haven't done that. I know. You know what? And I got to
0: tell you, I sat down, I strapped on my brother's, what do they call those glasses? VR headset. The VR headset. Yeah. Okay. Shane couldn't do it. I got sick. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and I think he's he's like a drug dealer. It's like, you know what? Come on. Just, just, on just try it. it. Yeah. Just try yeah, it. Yeah,
2: we'll see. You know? Shane got kind of thrown into it, trying to run the dirt. And the dirt, you get to right. swerve it over steering. And then with the virtual headset, it can make you nauseous. Yeah. But See, my But I would say, let you do a truck, yeah, like a Dover or something, until okay. you got used to it. Now, Brent, he's got common sense. You know,
0: he puts me in a truck at Dover. I'm going to kind of gradually work my way into, you know, running the Sprint car. But, uh, no, my brother, he kind of puts me in dirt. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you what, I got sick of my stomach. I said, I can't do this.
1: I know a lot of people that are like that, that have run the the VR things that that have upset them, especially the ones that that either have a VR headset or the ones that have motion in them. There are a lot of guys that that just
2: that little movement. You you still being a race car driver, Mm -hmm. I don't think it would bother you. I don't think so. The most I ever had was I first come out of the pits and the car would wiggle, and then it would kind of, but once I got on the gas and started racing, it really doesn't bother you. right. Yeah, I'm looking at the
0: time. We've got to wrap this thing up. We've been on the air over an hour. Time uh, flies. Thanks for coming on, Brent. Uh, you got any closing words of wisdom for anybody out there, fans, wife, daughter?
2: Uh, no, be kind. I don't yeah. know what else, oh, you right. know. All right. That sounds this, good. This world's getting tough. It, you know what it is. Yeah. It is. I got it is. Hey,
0: and you're still working
2: at? Sears Seating in Davenport. S- started a new job. Yeah, 25 years I've been there. Yeah. yeah, and you're doing what now? Uh, I'm the setup guy for the welders, the MIG welders in there, so I kinda make sure they have their jobs and stuff every day. Very cool. So they're you are my brains.
0: You probably got three or four fixtures that you use when you set up those seats. Yeah, or
2: several hundred. Several right. hundred. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, all, all of are, a sudden
1: a chassis rolls by in yeah. the middle right. of it. <laughs> yeah, if you ever got a broken, if you ever <laughs> got a right. broken pipe, I can hook you up there. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh Pat, got any words of wisdom before we get off the air?
1: Uh you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it one more time. Make sure you like and share. Um, it really helps us out we also help spread the word um like to shout out to everybody that's watching also one of the things uh that i thought about at, at the races and i didn't get to a lot to a lot of races this last weekend is is utilizing that social media when you're at the races too so if you guys sure. go to see a race this weekend just post on your social media that you're there or do that that check-in thing All um, the good stuff yeah they get a lot share of negative stuff. Share it with people. Yeah, yeah. Just to post and a share that that you're at the races with your friends and enjoying yourself.
0: Good, Carl Thompson <laughs> up there, Shane Penn. I really look forward to Monday nights to this show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. A great job. You know, hey, we have a lot of fun. You know what? Our, I love racing. I love the race fans. I love the track. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I love everything about it. So, uh, you know, in closing, I'd, I'd leave you with two thoughts. Man, uh, if you're tired of paying high cable rates, dish rates, whatever it may be. Give them a call over here at Done Right, and they can hook you up with just a antenna on top of your house like the good old days. But These things today are high-tech. They've got a 100-mile range. You'll get about uh, 35, 37 channels, 39, depending on where you're at. Uh, and you don't get a bill every month. And you can give them a call at 355-7490, and they will get you hooked up. And finally, a couple of weeks coming up here, August 26th, 27th, 28th. World of Outlaws at Davenport Streetway. Three nights of uh, great racing action, and there's nothing better than the smell of racing fuel and watching door banging light models at Davenport Speedway. I can't wait. All right. Well, hey, with that being said, God bless all you great race fans. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and we'll be seeing you around the track. Good night.